0: Hey everyone, it's Weather Wednesday, so that means it's time for a new podcast episode. Welcome everyone to For the Love of Weather podcast. I'm Gemma,
1: and um, my name is Ashling, and we have a super special guest with us today. Somebody who I hold very dear to my heart. Somebody who used to be my little brother, but is now six foot five, and also interestingly, is actually my first memory that I have is of my mother bringing. Oh, my brother from the hospital. So you're my first memory, Brian. So there you go. Anyway, we're bringing Brian on board today because Brian works outdoors. Now, I have this theory, right, that people who work outdoors are actually, in some ways, better weather forecasters, like for on-the-spot weather forecasting, because they watch the sky in a different way to, let's say, somebody who's sitting in an office, like looking at a radar or somebody who works the land, generally are pretty good at local forecasting. So Brian has been working outdoors for pretty much all of his... All his life, even years ago, Brian has had an interesting and varied career from a very young age. And fun fact about Brian, how could you not love this about him? Literally one day, he knocked on the front door with a black sheep under his arm to <laughs> home. So Brian used to work on the local farms where we live, which is hard to believe there was actually farms around there. But there was. And Brian has worked on them since he was a really, really young child. And he actually brought this little black sheep home to give it a home. Oh, that's so sweet. I know, it's super sweet. He's such a kind heart. Anyway, all these years later, he is still working outdoors. And actually, he's pretty good at forecasting, but he's also really, really good at technology. He's really good at um, interpreting information. And it is no family secret that we all think that out of all of us, he's actually the most clever, which he doesn't agree with, but the rest of us do. So there we go, Brian. More clever than me, eh? (laughs) <laughs> You're not saying that. Then, Anyway, <laughs> yes, you are. Sister. What
2: else am I going to say to that?
1: <laughs> so, Brian.
2: I'll give you that. I'll give you that fiver later.
1: Fiver, is that all it's worth? Oh, anyway, so let me introduce yes. Brian, my brother, but also somebody who works outside. So, Brian, let's just get started, shall we? Brian, what is it you do?
2: Okay, so I have a windscreen repair replacement company in a nutshell. That's what I do. For at the moment.
1: Okay. Okay. And you've been doing that for quite a few years now. So you're pretty experienced. Yeah. uh,
2: Probably 11 or 12 years now. So.
1: Yeah. So there's nothing you don't know about how long it's going to take to order it. All the new technology that's in the windscreens as well what people don't know when they need to go and get their windscreen replaced. So tell us just a little bit more then just about like what would actually happen day to day, sort of when you're going to fit a windscreen. So how do you plan your day?
2: Well, first things first is the the weather. So like you try and look at, based on the volume of jobs you have, you try and plan for obviously when it's not, when it's gonna be good weather, you try to plan more jobs in because you can only get so many done even with weather's crap or raining you have to try and find shelter or find cover or a shed or something to work in so that all takes time so on a really good day when well, the weather's great you could get 10 jobs done but on a crap day you might get four so that's where right looking at the weather comes into it so you have to try and plan okay. your day
0: when you say crap weather what do you mean by that so rain. you mean when it rains rain. or if it's what about if it's strong winds? Is winds wind okay? Is fine
2: because the, we travel in pairs. There's two of okay. us. So wind is fine. The only issue we worry about is rain. That's it.
1: So why would traveling in pairs mitigate against strong wind?
2: Because it, it's it sounds ridiculous, but you know, like you're holding up. Imagine holding like a sheet of wood outside in the wind. Hold on your own. It's not easy, but with two people, it's a lot safer. It's that. It's, it's that simple. Right, okay. It's just safer.
1: So we'd also like to point out as well. So Brian lives in Ireland. So it's a very kind of different climate over there. It is a maritime climate. So really, the biggest wet weather we get is actually rainfall, and we tend to get quite a lot of it. Yes. So how do you then go about planning your day? Like, do you? So tell us about your like apps. What do you look at? How do you? How do you do all of that?
2: Well, the, the, I suppose the the basic thing is really looking at the Met Office like you look at the long range forecast 4, 5, 10 days just to get an idea of you know are we heading into good weather or bad weather I mean it literally changes on a daily basis or an hourly basis you know we've even found like where all of the weather apps are saying it's going to be sunny today or dry today and we will be in one place and there's like floods on the road and 20 minutes down the road the sun is out very, very localised. Sounds like yeah.
0: showers to me. Yeah. Shower
2: day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Scattered showers.
2: Constant.
1: Yeah. So do you do use a live radar then, or do you just use... Yeah,
2: the only one we use on the run is we use dark sky. The mm, app yeah. dark sky okay. is what I... It's
1: pretty good. It's, it's pretty good over here.
2: What I find is the short range, as in you pull up at a job, and it's raining. Open the dark sky and look at it says you see the radar and it'll tell you, you know, rain is stopping in six minutes for nine minutes. <laughs> you go, Okay, yeah, so we'll just yeah, sit yeah. here for we'll sit here for a few minutes and then we'll get it done. You know, that's what you do. Yeah. You just work faster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And do you find that the app, when it says to you that the rain will stop in six minutes, and do you do you find that it tends to do as the app's saying? Dark
2: sky does. We've tried a few others, but Dark okay. sky seems to be, I don't know whether maybe it's more crowdsourced, maybe, because maybe a lot of people do use it because you can report. Okay. So if you're somewhere where it says it's sunny and it's uh, not, okay. you can report. It's kind of like Waze, you know, with Google Maps and stuff like that. You know, you can report yeah. traffic. Well, with dark sky, you can report the weather. So, uh,
1: yeah, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, I actually have it on my Apple Watch. Mm. I do actually, it's one of my favourite apps to use for really, really short range forecasting yes. you know like the next whatever half an hour or so if there's something that i want to do or not or you know i'll i'll, I'll use that as well so it's a pretty good choice
2: but that's what i mean literally we every day i use that every day it was the best yeah. five quid ever spent <laughs> yeah. it has paid for itself so, <laughs> so many do you,
0: so do you start your day um by looking at the weather is that like one of the first things that you do <laughs>
2: no that's the last thing i do before i go to bed at night
0: um, that was going to be my other question do you also do that just before you go to bed <laughs> no, as well <laughs> before I go to
2: bed I like to torture myself by looking at the weather yes <laughs> right yeah. and then when you get up in the morning you just t- you just deal with whatever's in front of you and that's it you know
1: yeah do you think your customers understand how much of an impact the weather has even though they know the is going to be taken out you know <laughs> and a car is going to be exposed do you think they understand
2: no a clue Some of them just don't even think of it. I think a lot of people just think, like, it's on a zip. Just zip it out. Zip in a new one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. This is going to sound terrible, terribly cliche. But the guy with the more expensive car doesn't give a shit if it gets wet. Like, you get a 2018 Mercedes and it's spilling rain. And he'll say, oh, don't worry about it. Just do it anyway. And the guy with the 20-year-old Toyota Yaris, actually... Um, would be the one that would kind of go on, oh, I don't want my car getting wet.
1: Yeah, but that's maybe because they have more value on their car. Like, if you're able to afford a Mercedes, maybe it doesn't mean as much to you.
2: No, I suppose. Maybe, I, I'm d- just surmising. It's just, yeah. any, it's a very generalisation, but it's just something that we find. The guys with the kind of dearer cars, the people with the dearer cars, more expensive cars, seem to actually care less. The people About with the, the older car. cars.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna say the people with the older cars have probably named their car as well, so they've got more of an attachment to yes. it. Yes, oh, definitely. Yes.
1: <laughs> My car was named the Yaris, the 20-year-old Yaris. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was called, Shrek? No, it was Freaky. called Shrek because it was like a Shrek. Green, uh, yeah, it was a green bubbly thing, and that has come with me so many places. And it came to i it. had a
0: yaris it's a good car
1: i know it's a great little car and it came to an untimely end one day on my road when somebody crashed into us <gasps> oh yeah no. thank god i wasn't in it i did take it as karma though that it was probably time to get myself a new car It was getting a bit old although that thing would have just kept yes it on. would great little cars
0: <laughs> they are great, great cars in fact yeah
2: i think i did my driving test in it
1: Oh my god. I
2: did my so
1: well, Ashes old uh, <laughs> yes. you know, old oh car. Let <laughs> me tell you, I took so first of all, my younger brother told me taught me how to drive right? oh yeah. <laughs> when he was like 13, 14,
2: 13 or 14 or 15
1: yeah. or whatever. He actually taught me how to drive. So I did actually get my driver's licence before him by de facto because you know, legally yes. legally <laughs> supposed to be driving. And then the day I uh so, the day you did your mm-hmm. driving test, I drove down with you because you have to have somebody in the car. And actually, I think we had to go in a motorway. So, you're like, I don't know whether you are now, but at the time with an L plate, you were allowed driving the car. I think it was getting a bit more strict mm-hmm. when you were growing up. It was a lot more straightforward to get a driver's license in those days. Um, and then I remember you passing your driving test, and then you went to pick me up and mounted to the curb in the middle of the <laughs> <and> re- maze. <laughs> pulled over and opened up the door and like swung out this pink piece of paper I was like do you want, it? Do you want me to drive home and I was like sure <laughs> you've kind of been driving me for years but actually Brian did teach me how to drive yes so there you go yeah although I failed my test the first time round, but I'm convinced second time people are the best drivers I agree the I rounder. passed second time they're the better yeah. drivers yeah because they've, they've really worked hard you know really, really they have yes hard. yes they have <laughs> Brian yeah <laughs> I think Brian have been driving tractors since you were. How old were you when you first drove a tractor?
2: Seven or eight, maybe. Nine, maybe. Could you reach, wow. could you reach the pedals? That'll old, do.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. God. Yeah. No. You could guarantee Brian could always, always, always knock him home and knock get into trouble because he was up on the farm
2: working. Yeah, I know because I was on a, a
1: pet farm hate of mine my memories he could i could like if i was 10 minutes late it'd be like where were you why were you late brian could like stroll in an hour and a half later with a sheep under his arm and it's like oh brian's home for Uh, (laughs) now yes anyway not not that i hold anything against that brian No, no, (laughs) so tell me brian um what was your like worst fit job like what's the hardest thing to do (laughs) so what's the hardest type of windscreen like to crack you know to fix so, as in, like, what's the messiest job? To okay,
2: do? so I suppose this is like every job, even in your job, we all have our pet hates. Okay, so I'm right. sure like there's certain yeah. forecasts you guys don't like doing, or you go, oh no, yeah. really? So
1: road forecasting. Yeah. Okay,
2: so <laughs> we all have our pet hates. So there's certain things that we just don't like. Some of us just don't like doing it. Everyone okay. is different. So for me, I hate Nissan Almiras don't know why I just don't like doing them I just like there's nothing wrong with the cars I just don't like changing the windscreens I don't know why there's something about them they just I've obviously had a bad experience (laughs) you know yeah that's really funny I know it's a podcast but like you know, you guys can see I have little scars all over me where I've been cut and stuff like that I think most of these were caused by Nissan Almiras.
1: that might explain Um, this.
2: but that's yeah that are trucks we do a lot of trucks Really? Yeah, and the best and worst jobs away are some of the trucks. Like, we do an awful lot of Scania trucks. And there's guys out there that were, would cry if they see one of them coming up that they have to do. We've done thousands of them at this stage. So, mm. but as much as I, part of me loves doing them, the other part of me really hates them because they take an hour and a half and if somebody has done it before you, and did it badly, it's a nightmare.
1: That's right. what most really? jobs. How yeah. Can you ba- how you Yeah. How do you badly fit a windscreen? I suppose that's like coming into a badly written forecast. Yeah, it's, really it's like. It's true. Look,
2: there's like everything. People think there's. They take shortcuts. There's no such thing as a shortcut sometimes you just have to do things properly so okay so with a Scania truck for instance this is things that you guys would never even notice but you know a truck drives down the road towards you and it has all the lights on top of the windscreen all these big spotlights so you have to take all them off right? but sometimes bolts are rusty or guys are in a hurry so they don't take them off so they try and slip the windscreen up underneath so they put loads of glue on it wow. and try and slip it in. But the glue goes everywhere and maybe there's a gap where there shouldn't be a gap where it's touching in spots. and But you can't see it properly because the lights are in the way. But you go, oh, that's fine. I don't care. I'm getting paid for the job. And then we come along to do it. And then you can't get the old windscreen out because you literally can't get in with your tools because there's no gap anywhere or there's glue spilling yeah. out. And just badly done. So yeah. in a way that... It's
1: making me not want to fit trucks i'll never look at them the same again yeah,
2: i i don't i, I actually know. don't it's terrifying even sitting in traffic and you're looking around going oh no please so no
1: does them so you definitely need a good clear window of weather for that one
2: yes yes pardon the pun
1: mm.
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so is the longest job about an hour and a half yeah then, an
2: hour and a half around
1: that like sort that. of time yeah. Okay. Um, so short range forecasting on a day is quite important. Very, very to you, important. Particularly where you yes. live. Mm. Well, we
2: seem to be lucky in the area that we operate in that the short range forecasts are always really, really accurate. Like we're like mm. as I said, down to the, the minutes with dark sky. Like yeah, it, they are very, really very good. accurate. Now I know I know in other places obviously they're not. I'm sure there's plenty of places in the UK, especially even more like upland areas hills and valleys you know everything changes in minutes
1: mm. so i would like to point out something so i controversially don't like snow right <laughs> i think we've spoken about this in about we have three episodes about <laughs> no, i know we spoke about episode, especially road forecasting we spoke well. about
0: this before we started recording about I snow <laughs>
1: So anyway, I don't, I don't really like, I don't really like snow. party because I don't know how to drive in it, mm-hmm. so I, I don't feel very confident to actually driving. And also, the type of snow we get here is not the nice type no. of snow. It is the wrong type yes. of snow. It turns to ice and slushy and everything like that. Brian, how do you operate in snow? Now, this is not in your personal life because I know you'd be out. Off roading, <laughs> if it was yeah, snowing, okay. In your work life, in your work life, tell me about your work life first. Work life,
2: as far as like driving in the snow, okay. So, we do massive mileage, like, we're heading for 50 000 to 60,000 miles a year. and even that's a, quite a small area that's cover. Mad.
1: So, if you want to put that into kilometers, that's like was 80,000 80, to 100,000 100, kilometers. kilometers.
2: Wow, it's a lot, yeah. yeah. So um, but one thing which seems to be lacking in the UK and Ireland but particularly in Ireland anyway is the lack of use of winter tyres like in other countries it's mm. mandatory like it's a legal requirement you change your tyres at a certain date or a certain time of the year when yeah. the temperature drops like, and people think it's a gimmick oh it's just another way of selling something else there, yeah. the difference between driving on winter tyres and regular tyres It's literally like Mm -hmm. night and day. Even on an icy, even on an icy road, if you have winter tires and you press the brakes, you will stop. You may slide a little, but you will stop. You turn the steering wheel to around a corner, you will go around the corner. There, but they're Mm -hmm. the compounds are much much softer. So, therefore, when the weather gets warmer, they wear really quickly. But for the cold Mm -hmm. weather, they're just they're amazing.
1: I never really thought about that. Also, this brings me to another little hobby of yours. So I know you off-road. I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to go back to the big freeze here, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you have another little job that you do sometimes. Do you want to tell us about that?
2: The other little job I do.
1: Okay, the other little legal job you do. Should I? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so part of
2: what we do, uh, we also we also fit, <laughs> no. fit uh, Windows to uh, trains
1: oh no. no so there's an oh no that's a legal job yes. no so brian actually goes about twice a year down to um
2: southern spain and racetracks Portugal.
1: in southern spain and what he does is this is like people who are into bikes get their bikes transported down and they have a couple of race days it's all set up there's like an ambulance there it's all about learning you get your um Uh, you can have yourself recorded on the bike and it's about improving your bike capability and brian travels down there about twice a year and you know we'll go through you know changes out tires yes for these people who go around tracks because they burn through through tires yeah
2: basically like a guy a lot of guys would be very enthusiasts enthusiasts with their bikes and they'd have maybe yeah either a nice very nice road bike or a dedicated bike for the track now there wouldn't be racers but guys who just have an interest in it so Basically, mm-hmm. they rent a track for three or four days, normally in southern Spain or Portugal because it's sunny and it's warm, and the, you know you're gar- you're pretty much guaranteed yeah. not to get rain. But also, it's like you know you watch a Formula One race; they change the tires two or three times during the race. Well, on a motorbike, it's yeah. very similar. Like you might do fifty laps and you have to change a tire. You know, yeah. so that's partly what that's something else we're involved in. But a lot of that then is down to temperature as well. So the temperature. Yeah. The hotter the temperature is, and different tire that. pressures. Um, depending, uh, and as the tires get hotter, they get harder. So you have to put let like run them at slightly lower pressures because when, although the correct pressure would say is you know thirty pounds, but you might only blow mm-hmm. it up to twenty two because when it actually goes out on the track and does one or two laps because it gets hot, the air expands and then it gets to the correct pressure. So.
1: So, what about air temperature? Does that impact? So, we, well, obviously, I know like the air temperature would heat the track. Yes. Do you have you found a difference in that, like on a cloudy day versus a sunny day on a track?
2: Well, it, it seems to affect in Spain. It seems to affect how quickly, we'll say, um, see, it doesn't. It doesn't rain a lot on a lot of the places we go to, but it would like in the mornings it'd be damp, it'd be condensation mm-hmm. and stuff Did overnight you? and dew overnight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like the the air temperature affects it a lot. But I suppose you have less cloud cover in a lot of these places. So once the, any kind of bit of sun comes out at all, that's it. Everything everything heats up a lot quicker.
1: yeah. Does the heat
0: lead to blistering as well on some of the tyres? Can that happen? Yes,
2: it does. But a lot of the guys wouldn't be pushing themselves that hard. But yeah, it does happen. I mean, okay. like when we often you bring the tyres in, there'd be clumps of rubber just stuck to the edges. Where they're where they're yeah. starting to peel off, and there's little chunks of rubber coming off because they're getting so hot.
1: Mm. Do you change the tires undercover then, because it's hot?
2: Well, yeah, I do.
1: Are you exposed? No, yourself? no,
2: no. So we actually do it inside purely because of the sun. So the first, the very first time we did it, we actually did it outside, and didn't really plan that one through very well. And I had <laughs> by the, the end of the first day before the sun even went down, there was blisters on my neck.
1: Oh no! After
2: just after being outside exposed, all oh, it was so busy. Good. You just you don't notice. You just yeah. keep working, 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 and then you're kind of gone. Yeah.
1: But now you use proper sun protection, right? Uh,
2: no, no, actually, yes, yes, yes. Don't mind the mocking tone. You're I do, but we also are inside.
1: No, that was a concerned tone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I don't want you out in the sunshine blistering your neck. No, I don't want anything to happen to you. Who'd bring home the black sheep? (laughs) I don't know. It worries me. It worries me. It's it's not good interviewing your family.
2: No, no, It brings out
1: out the worries. Now, Brian, let's have a little chat. Let's go back to windscreens, right? I want you to talk about windscreens. So can we go back to the fact again that I controversially don't like snow? Right? Now, one of the things that I don't like about it is that people defrost their windscreen by chucking hot water on it. Now, not Mm -hmm. right the windscreen, but then the water falls onto the ground and then like it Mm -hmm. ices over. But anyway, for people listening to this, there is actually some good tips here. Tell us a bit more about windscreens and defrosting them.
2: Okay, so the the common-
1: Like your standard one, you know, people who don't have the fancy windscreens.
2: Yes, so the, 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 the standard myth is that I put hot water on my windscreen and it breaks it. Okay, so I mean, Yes, technically that is correct, but it's it's not the boiling water that does the damage, it's the sudden change in temperature. As with yeah. like yeah. anything gets brittle when it's cold. Like you leave your wheelie bin outside, you can snap the lid in two if it's frosty, you know? So yeah. but it's the sudden change in temperature that breaks. But even you'll see people have chips in their windscreens and they'll be there for weeks, yeah. months, and then they come out some morning and all of a sudden their windscreen is cracked, especially in the winter. It's and basically, the moisture gets into the chip, and and it freezes overnight, and then it expands because you know, frost uh, when water freezes it expands, and that's what breaks the windscreen. It's not the technically it's not the cold that breaks it; it's the water, yeah. and the moisture that get, that's in it.
1: So those ads are true that if you have a chip in your windscreen, you can plug it and stop it from
2: yes, breaking. yes.
1: You so should you should get it done straight yes, away. Then the sooner the better,
2: or as the soon as you the can. Better. Okay. The the because
0: I left a chip. I left a chip, and I came out one day in the winter, and I just had a massive crack down the middle of my windscreen. Yes, Jammer. because the, the those adverts weren't out at the time. Yeah,
1: and also you hadn't listened to this podcast.
0: I hadn't listened to this podcast. <laughs> if I'd listened to this podcast, I would have known. But yeah, I had a massive chip, a ma- massive crack down the middle of the windscreen. Yeah. So I had to get the whole windscreen changed, and the person told me that they were giving me a heated windscreen because that's what I had already. They didn't. They didn't.
1: <gasps> they what, lied. No. A Yaris. <laughs> Yaris. But, but Yaris don't. Ha- oh, never mind. They don't come
2: with heated windscreen. No, but they they do over here. No,
1: they, they do don't. over here. Yeah, they but do. The Mine had. The car is generally higher.
2: What year it, was it? Yeah. I can tell you it didn't have a heated windscreen, but okay. No problem. They don't exist. Year
1: 2000. It
0: did. I checked. I checked. It did. Oh, Brian. But it didn't once the guy
1: fitted the new windscreen. It didn't. There's a gap, there's that a, it didn't. A gap in your encyclopedia of knowledge Brian. <laughs> what's going on?
2: I, I, have, I am so, so tempted to open my supplier's website right now and look up your windscreen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We wouldn't blame you for do. I know you're going to do it
2: anyway after
1: the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, genuinely, what's the best way to defrost your windscreen in the morning, Brian?
2: Okay, so the problem with this method is it really depends on where you live. Okay, so... Yes, yeah,
1: so let's go through a couple okay, of scenarios. Okay, well, the, very,
2: the, the, the simple and the easiest and best way to do it is, although not very environmentally friendly, is go out and start your car. Go out five, six, seven minutes before you leave, start your engine, turn the fan on somewhere around the middle set in two or three just a slightly mm. over halfway heat and just let your car sit there for a few minutes and, and just mm. let it warm up also it's nice and toasty then when you get into it you know you're mm. not sitting there shivering and freezing um, after that if it's just frosty on the outside and just frost on the windows a receivable plastic bag like a freezer bag or whatever with a Ziploc I bag. I
1: think this is fascinating. Yeah. This is like okay. a life pack. Zip,
2: a Ziploc it's bag. It's Um, basically put warm water, not hot water, warm water, and either just you can actually put a tea towel around it because it actually might rip the bag, and just rub it on the window, like like imagine like a sponge, like a like a fluid yeah. sponge, and it, seriously, yeah, warm, yeah. not hot water, warm water.
0: Warm.
2: Because remember, if it's minus two that. outside, you only need to get it one or two degrees above freezing not
0: yeah. Yeah. 100
2: degrees above freezing you know
0: yeah and yeah. then that's such a good that, idea flick, isn't then it then
2: flick your wipers and that's it keep driving
0: because some of us I mean I I don't live in an area where I could leave my car running yes. for 6 and 7 minutes and it not might... be in the car yes. I, I couldn't go yeah. inside it's just no, not possible yeah. where it I live not be there. No, <laughs> it, it may not be there when I come out the house so I have to sit in the car yeah. and do it but that hack with the the bag is just amazing. The, yeah, when I said something. told my mum I was doing this podcast, so I said, "Do you, have you got any questions? And she said, oh, yeah, ask them about the uh, defrosting windscreens. So I'm going
1: to go and tell her straight away. That's amazing. I think that's brilliant. That is my take-home message from this whole thing. Brian's <laughs> going to go and it. look up whether Yaris had a windscreen yes. <laughs> and use a resealable bag. You
2: use a resealable bag, very
1: important.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Ikea. <laughs>
1: We always
0: learn things in his podcast. Yes, I know.
1: Well, that's, that's what it's all about. And do you, Brian, Brian, do you notice as well, like, would you be paying attention to, like, the air temperature? So, you know how some mornings when you come out and your windscreen seems more icy. Yes. Or sometimes it seems more flaky. Do you notice the difference in the air temperature? Is that oh, I do. When it's, often...
2: yeah, it's it's funny. Um, Yeah, it's, it's also, a lot of it I find is... It's not the air temperature, but I I feel the dampness in the air.
1: Yeah, you that's know? exactly what it is. Mm. It, it,
2: like, and you can feel the difference, even walking out. So as I walked into the house this evening, I walked in the back door, but we have a deck at the back door, and it's not that cold. Well, not that cold. It's probably about two and a half degrees at the moment, but already mm. the deck is slippy and frosty. It's actually frosted over already, mm. where obviously, the air, obviously yeah. there's an awful lot of moisture in the air at the moment.
1: Yeah. See, so you know all of this stuff without even thinking about it. I had to sit down and learn all of this. Moisture content.
2: Never really thought about frost, it, to be honest.
1: Ice, pressure, ex- expanding. Temperature is pressure. Physics. You know it already. Basic physics. <laughs> no, <know>. It's basic <laughs> to you. Yeah. You had to study for like seven years, bro. <laughs> basic, basic, all basic, A-
2: A- high-level, A-level physics, you know.
1: Yeah, well... It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So tell us, what is the quickest, the best car to change the windscreen on?
2: Okay, quickest and best are both one and the same. So we go. We uh, unfortunately that that medal goes to Toyota. Be it Toyota right. Avensis or Yaris or Corolla. <laughs> like honestly, we actually did, we did a Corolla today, and we. Actually,
1: why? Why is that?
2: It's just the simplicity of the design. Of the car right. and this, the disassembly, taking things apart and stuff like that. Some cars are designed by engineers and some cars are designed by designers. <laughs> There's a big difference. Right. It's like, yeah. turtles are designed by engineers. It's like, yes, we will make this simple. If this, ever, if this part ever needs to be changed, it has to be simple.
1: Right. And
2: then yeah. you go to some other cars who are designed by designers and you know, well, this lovely shape and this curve and this sweeping angle will look great. But if you ever want to change a headlight bulb, you have to take the front bumper off the car and take the headlight out.
1: I <laughs> know! I know.
2: So common now in this at this day and age. Like to take out to change a headlight bulb in okay, a lot of so, cars, you literally have to take out the headlight or take a bumper off and turn take the headlight out.
1: This is true. So oh, wow. a disclaimer earlier during the COVID, I actually crashed my car the very early stages of lockdown. Everyone's everything's fine. I was fine. Nobody else was involved. It was a very, very silly accident. However, that's exactly what happened. It cost me a fortune. <laughs> An absolute fortune. So I can attest to that. But I won't give away the name of the car because I actually still love my car. And what about um what about like the newer technology, like the Teslas and the, you know, i don't know all the technology that's like in all of the cars now has that changed the nature of your job yes. over the last 10 years okay
2: so your car in particular has uh, lane guidance or lane departure warning so you're, yeah
0: that's you're right on the
2: motorway and it, or it beeps at you or the steering wheel shakes and stuff like that so they're all mm. sensors and cameras we call them cameras they're mainly sensors um that like they can see the road lines or see gaps and they can, a lot of them can actually read road signs and tell you what... They, it'll flash up on your display what the road sign is coming up in case you didn't see it. So they're all part of a collection of technologies called ADAS, Advanced Driver Assistance Systems. So right, even you'll right. see the ads for Volvo have the automatic braking, you know, they pull up behind a car and it'll stop itself. You know, yeah. or a pedestrian walks in yeah. and it'll stop. A lot, An awful lot of that stuff is sensors and cameras attached to the windscreen. Interesting. So... As, wow.
0: and the, the when, when the one where it the sensors allow the car to just stop. Does that do they take into account the weather conditions that are going on at the moment and factor those they in? They would.
2: So that's based on yeah. So the it, it's factored in on the the speed, the temperature, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of other factors in this. It's mainly speed and temperature. So the the emergency okay. braking. Its main function is to stop. Yeah. In any condition, and then because so modern do- cars have ABS and stuff, so even if it does break really, really hard, it's not going to skid because you have ABS anyway.
1: Okay, right. So it doesn't. So it doesn't matter whether there's moisture on the road or not.
2: Well, it the car it has will ABS yeah. Anyway. Well, the car will take that into account. Just like your traction control and all that stuff. It's everything. All those parameters get taken into account automatically by the computers anyway.
1: I didn't know um, that, I didn't know the windscreen had all the technology in it.
2: So all the, a lot of the, like the lane guidance and the, yeah. will, um, some of the automatic braking stuff is on the windscreen. Some of them have it down, there's a sensor in the bumper as well, but a lot of like the Volvos mm-hmm. and Mazdas and, and, um, have it built into the windscreen.
1: So when you get that windscreen delivered, is that technology in it and then you have to reconnect it or no. how does it work?
2: So um, when the window arrives, so all these sensors and brackets and all these cameras and stuff, they're all removable. So they all stay, they're part of the car. So for okay. instance, in your car, right, if you look up at the rearview mirror, there's a big plastic cover around it. You probably never noticed. But there's a big plastic cover around it. Now I can see you looking in recognition, but what? So behind yes. that cover...
1: <laughs> because there's like, I can't always... the Like, when you look in the rearview mirror, it isn't always as clear. I thought that was for nighttime driving. No, but, no,
2: but the actual... There's a, a... Behind the mirror, on the windscreen, there is like a big plastic cover. It's about maybe... 12 inches across and comes down the windscreen about 12 inches. Oh,
1: I want to say I know what this thing is. No, but, but, but most people I don't. I mean, most, my people, like most, uh,
2: most people don't even notice these things. But yeah, in behind that cover, like where in behind your rear view mirror, there is a sensor or a camera. And oh. so, but they all, they stay part of the car but they clip onto the window on brackets. So when we buy the new window, all the brackets are there but you have to transfer everything across to it. But they're all, they all have to be calibrated so they're designed to look for certain parameters you know that's the way when they come out of the factory they're set up to look at certain things so when you put the new windscreen in it's not you're you're not going to get it in millimeter perfect exactly the same position that the original windscreen Mm -hmm. was in so Mm -hmm. you know your cameras and sensors are going to be slightly out of line so we have all the equipment now to recalibrate all that stuff so it knows what to look That's at It's amazing it's it's just the way everything is going and with and as things get more advanced like you mentioned tesla with their autonomous driving and mm. they're even further they're even further advanced than anybody else at the moment um, and yeah. it's more and more critical that every that these things are done right
1: yeah that's really fascinating. I'll never, gee, getting me my windscreen place. I tend to take all this stuff for granted back in Ireland because Brian just did it for me. New appreciation for you, lucky? Brian. <laughs> Thank you. New appreciation. I'll give you that tenner now. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Um, That's £20 now because we gave Alexi £10 on the other podcast oh as well. We
1: did. We're going to have a lot of money, How are we paying people? Stop for paying this? people! <laughs> <laughs> And lollipops, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'll give you back your favorite popple bear. How about that? Oh. Do you know what the popples are, Gemma? No. Okay. So a popple. No, just, just some of Google you missing might remember a, this. It's a teddy bear. It's a little bear, but you could kind of it had like a yeah. it was like a reverse kangaroo, like the pouch went into it. But Brian had this orange popple growing up, and like the so Brian wasn't well. My memory of you that you weren't overly like sensitive over toys you were more interested in like creating things and like tools he made a table out of wood tools when he was like five like he knew how to use everything it wasn't about toys but there was this one popple that he absolutely loved an orange one and i don't know it didn't disappear but i think maybe it Mm. went up in the attic and it came down when brian had his daughter and he wouldn't give it to her and i'm just (gasps) saying We wouldn't give it to her. Outrageous. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's outrageous. I know. We like to remind him of that every now and then. Yes. <laughs> too right. I'd be reminding him of it yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right. So basically, Brian, your words of wisdom are think about getting winter tires. Yes. Regardless of where you live, even if it's not snowing
2: Regardless of where you live, even in just cold Ooh. weather or wet weather, they handle yeah. they handle much better.
1: And um, the top tip for the windscreen was warm water in a resealable bag think about using a um a tea towel as well as what you said i guess you'll probably find a bag that actually works for you but if the water is not boiling it should just work shouldn't it
2: yeah but if you use you it, know, if
1: it's just warm if it's
2: warm but if you use a tea towel it also soaks up so it won't refreeze mm, it takes the water yeah. off the so it that's doesn't refreeze <laughs>
1: that's another another life hack that's right a great there. tip that's, that's a a great really tip. good um Gemma has a couple of questions for you. A quick fire round.
0: Okay. I do. I do. Okay. Are you ready? Go. So we need to warn people. They're a mixture of weather related. And then some of them are just very, very random. (laughs) Very important. I mean,
1: you've you've noticed from
0: this, you've noticed from this podcast that me and Ash just go on, often the most random avenues sometimes. So it sort of, summarises us quite nicely random but also weather so and favorite season. oh and important <laughs> <laughs> favorite season Autumn.
2: why why good shout why okay so it's not quite as hot as summer but it's not yeah. crappy cold like winter it's like the middle ground it's really nice and it seems to be the, right, it okay. seems to be the season that lasts the longest this is
1: true actually that's quite a mm. true observation. Has quite a range in it, doesn't it? It does. Anyway, sorry, does. I interrupted the quick fire round. Let's start again. That's fine. Um,
0: jammy Dodgers or Jaffa Cakes?
2: Biscuit or cake?
0: basically. Well, is it's, that depends if you think a Jaffa cake is a cake. That's another question actually in the fire.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, but say Jaffa Dodgers anyway, for, for as the biscuit goes, that's fine. Okay. And, and as a second note, a Jaffa cake is a cake.
0: I agree. No, no.
2: Legally, it has been defined as a cake in court. Based oh, has Based on it? the tax rate, it is a cake and not a biscuit.
1: Oh yes. wow! I remember reading this. Now yes. that you say that, very recently actually, yes. like maybe in the last. like
2: McVitie's went to court to pr- uh, and Cricket. argued that it was a cake because there was lower. Is it zero-rated or no tax on cakes, but there is on biscuits? There's no VAT on cakes, but there is on biscuits.
0: This was the truth. True story. Wow. True. Yeah. Or, I'm... I've learned some really useful information from this podcast. I'm going to go and tell everyone. I mean, I love a factoid. These aren't weather-related, but they are being spread. I'll tell you that. Everyone's going to hear about these. (laughs) Favourite weather?
2: Oh, sunshine, of course.
0: Okay. Tea or coffee?
2: No, coffee. Used to be tea, but now it's coffee.
0: Okay. Snow, yes or no? Yes. Okay. And then this was just a really random one that I thought... Of, well, I didn't think of it. I actually saw it on a TV show the other day. But fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Fingers.
2: <laughs> fingers for toes. Yeah, I agree. Toes for fingers would just be say. weird.
0: I think it would be a bit strange. Yeah. I can see Ash thinking about it.
1: I actually was thinking about the question. I mean, do you mean like that if your fingers were your toes or your toes were yes. your fingers? Which, you have- which one would yeah. be... Which one? Would which, would, Which you
2: would you prefer? You prefer to be? So, would you prefer to have twenty fingers or twenty toes? I don't know.
1: <laughs> fingers, fingers seem more useful, yes. surely. So, you'd prefer fingers for toes? Yes. Yes, I would. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that. I would prefer
0: <laughs> <For> toes. <laughs> 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 I told you they were some of these were random, um, and then one other thing we like to ask people at the end is one thing you just wish everyone knew about the weather
2: that I can't control it. Yes, yeah. that's a good hear, one,
1: hear. yes. That is a good one, that is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Before we leave though actually, I wanna ask Brian about the big freeze, the big, the year of the snow, because Brian was going out in his car looking for people who were stranded.
2: This, is in, <laughs> this was in 2010. Wow. Yeah yeah 2010 that's yeah. right yeah so
1: with the big smile on his face may i had I that's what you someone. do when you have a
2: four-wheel drive <laughs> that's set up for bad weather um so yeah i used to come home from work and at the time so my daughter was one so obviously they're stuck in the house all day so i come home from work and was like okay we want to a tesco or whatever okay well let's go in the jeep and but instead of going to direct road that everyone else would take we take like a two and a half hour detour to get to tesco on all the little back roads and by roads and you know laneways that you could find it's great fun
1: i would like to point out as well brian is actually a very experienced off-roader and if you don't actually know a lot about off-roading one thing that i do know about it that i didn't know before brian did it off-roading is all about actually going very slow Mm -hmm. it's very kind of skilled controlled um, precise controlled driving it's actually quite interesting. I don't know how you used to stand the cold in it. And oh my goodness, the amount of parts of cars that used to come into our house. I had no idea what they were <laughs> <before>. <laughs> It doesn't fit, but I'll make it fit, Ashling. Yes,
2: that's generally how it works.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Brian. We are actually going to leave you with uh, weather wisdom. So Brian actually touched off it in the podcast already. And we thought we would explain the difference, the different types of frosts that you could get. So, Gemma, should I take this one? Yep, (laughs) hope so. (laughs) So, generally speaking, you have a ground frost, an air frost and a hoar frost. Well, they're definitely the most common types of frosts here in the UK. So an air frost is when the temperature of the air falls below freezing. We're not talking about the surface or anything like that. The reported temperature of the air falls below freezing. A ground frost is when the ground or the surface of something that you touch falls below freezing as well. But a hoar frost forms when the temperature starts to drop. So it's probably maybe two or three degrees. Could actually be even a little more of that. And as the temperature drops, it creates dew because the temperature meets the dew point temperature. So there's probably a little bit more moisture in this, and then that dew freezes over. So there actually is different types of frost. So as, as a public weather forecaster, you tend to use the word you know, widespread frost, but you may mean a number of things like that. What you probably mean is that it's a ground frost, not necessarily an air frost. So in order to get a widespread air frost, we would have to have some really, really cold air here for quite a few days in a row, in order for the temperature to kind of consistently you know fall below zero well it, for a good portion of southern england northern england probably has it a little bit more so there is actually different types of frost but definitely the worst kind is probably the hoar frost because it's a bit icy doesn't really scrape off very easy off the windscreen that's true yeah. It does
0: look quite nice if you get it in it forming on the trees, though. Sometimes you get those really lovely wintry pictures of the frost on the trees. It's,
1: that can look yeah, really nice. so beautiful. I do love frosty pictures. It's actually one of my favourite weather. So, whilst I don't like snow, I do love frosty mornings and cold, calm weather. But I genuinely... Oh, that's often, good. I do have this fear of breaking my legs, so that's down to the snow. It's skewed. It's a healthy fear of snow. Like the dentist. A healthy fear. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brian, for joining us as well. It's been a pleasure to yeah, talk thank you to so you. much. Thank you very much. And me. thanks to thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, thank you.
0: Bye. 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 bye.